Welcome to The Bottleneck. The Bottleneck is a podcast dedicated to the love of factory and automation games. We're here to bring you the latest news and game reviews in the genre. I'm your host, Dave, joined by my fellow co-host, longtime friend, and virtual drinking buddy, Chris. We have decades of gaming experience across a variety of gaming genres and have, in the past couple years, shared a deep appreciation for factory and automation games. We'll start off today by talking about our first bottleneck. What's in the glass? What are you drinking, Chris? Well, just got back from our favorite sushi restaurant, so I had myself a Kirin Sake Bomber while I was there, so the tall boy bottle and delicious really uh, sets the mood there. What about you? I don't have anything very interesting in my house, so I just poured myself a Guinness. Um, I just took vacation in San Francisco, went to a nice brewery called or uh, brew pub called the rake in Alameda. It's actually uh, what, what they mostly do there is they roast malt uh, and sell it to other breweries. They make some of their own beers, but that's, that's really their shtick. Oh, nice. Um, so it was kind of cool. You could, from the brew pub, you could see into where they are roasting the malt and how everything's laid out. It's really neat. But I had a bourbon barrel-aged people's porter there that was very delicious. Good malt flavor in that one. And this week's current invention news, let's go over some notable patches. Atrio released an update allowing the player to remap and rebind for keyboard and mouse as well as controllers. They also announced fast travel updates as the big fix of this patch, as well as fixing a ton of other bugs with the game. Hydraneer teased their upcoming prospecting update. They're going to add procedurally generated ore veins that you can discover, as well as a new helmet and vehicle so you can get to those veins and find them. There's also a few new quests if you talk to the guards at the starting castle. Infraspace added some new building variations. So when you look at like the neuroprocessing plant, it's going to have a a little bit of a variation to it. If you place a few next to each other, you'll definitely notice it. Uh, They added a Ferris wheel, which can be an alternative to the stadium and also a UFO crash site. I wonder if you're going to find an alien blaster in the wreckage. They also added some one-by-one buildings you can use for pixel art to create your own sign, to have fun with. They tout it as a great way to fill the voids or to kind of label different parts of your factory. Learning Factory released a major update. They added cat blimps and some infinite research to add a little bit to the end game. And then the big news is Satisfactory teased update 8. Uh, the biggest part of this switch is moving to Unreal Engine 5. If you haven't had a chance to look at any demos of Unreal Engine 5, it really takes the realism of the game and really ups it a lot. So looking forward to seeing how Satisfactory looks once they make that switch. And then they're also redesigning the Titan Forest and adding some new creatures and other map changes in the update. I got a kick out of it, but definitely head over to their social media and check out their April Fool's release that they did for the game. It was pretty, it was pretty fun. Yeah, they're always, always great at uh, engaging with the community. They're pretty hilarious. And it was already pretty much the prettiest factory game out there. So I'm excited to see how much better it's going to look after that. Maybe I'll actually get around to playing it. Another automation and factory game news. 
Shapes 2 has an early alpha buildup on their Discord. Uh, we have yet to check it out, but we'll have to do that at some point. There is also uh, Shapes was free on Epic, though that will probably be over by the time this episode is out. And then Tectonica gave some updates around the lighting. And different colored lighting is possible now. And also, they tweaked the start area of the demo. So it's going to have a little bit different look and feel. And I think uh, it was intended to help the player uh, get get moving a little bit easier. Makes more sense which way you need to go. And then Reshaping Mars was fully released. Uh, this one we haven't talked about yet, but it looks kind of something between automation and city builder along the same lines as Infraspace. This episode, we are going to be talking about Infraspace. Infraspace is an early access game by Dionic Software. It's touted as a sci-fi city building game with aspects of automation, production, mining, and transportation challenges. It's been around for about 18 months in early access and is not fully released yet. It's a quite visually pleasing game, has a fully 3D god view style. you're looking for a nice chill city builder this is probably in your wheelhouse it's got you know some of your basic automation staples like research trees with the research packs um, that you use in labs but it's got more of a focus on attracting citizens through um, you know providing more goods to different uh, different housing buildings to Uh, Grow your city, provide more workers so that your factory can grow and create more things to make your workers happy, et cetera, et cetera. That's the central game loop. Uh, Chris, what were your initial impressions of Infraspace? Yeah, so I felt it was very much a city builder first. Um, That's pretty obvious as you get into the game. Um, basically take something like city skylines, right? And instead of having to deal with crime, education, traffic, taxes, right? Replace all of that with production lines, logistics, pleasing your habitats, demands so that they grow and get it through the research tree. Um, as a city builder, I thought it was a somewhat shallow for a city builder, right? But it's but it's a fun game. You know, I, I, I played it for 10 hours. I got pretty far through the tree i just from a factory and automation game i thought it was uh, a little bit lacking so if you've ever heard the 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 uh, jack of all trades master of none so you know it's an automation game and a city builder but it's neither one very good on on its own it wouldn't be a good one but combine the two and it's you know it's it's a good game so um, overall i felt the ui was pretty well laid out where buildings were in the menus at the bottom, for the most part, made sense. Um, I thought the game looked pretty good, but there weren't very many pressures in the game, right? The resources appear to be infinite. Logistics are managed automatically for you. The storage, as far as I could tell, is infinite as well, and it hit any caps. Um, so overall, from gameplay, it was, you know, it was it's a nice city builder it's for an automation game it's way too easy yeah i had similar impressions um i found you know one of the things that struck me most is that it's pretty clearly early access 
Yeah, there's a pretty wide spectrum of early access. So one end, you've got your satisfactory and your DSP that are really totally complete games in themselves, and they're just working to improve them significantly. And then somewhere in the middle of the spectrum, you have something like Infraspace, where there's a fair bit of game here, but they're clearly still adding a lot, and the testing is maybe not the most robust There are a lot of confusing things about it. They haven't gotten around to adding a tutorial yet. There's very little in the way of explanation of anything that you come across. Um, The tooltips are minimal. In the the technology tree, I found that there were still some items that have placeholder text. I don't know if that was a bug in my game or if one example of a bug is that in the tech tree, there seems to be placeholder text. I don't know if that was just something that it you know was wrong in my game files or if it's actually something that's just not fully realized but like i know they recently did a terraforming update and the terraforming text still had placeholder text in the technology tree just a yeah, lot of too. a lot of little touches like that that make it a lot harder to play um just things that aren't explained or are underexplained. um i tried to build gondolas and it told me that they needed to be lined up, but there was no indication of how to get them lined up. And I had to get them like perfectly set up so that uh, one would point at the other from a certain end that there was no obvious clue. That was the end they needed to point at each other. And then it would finally create the gondola wires. It was and then the one of the last. So I spent a lot of time with this game, uh, just letting it research and accumulate concrete and steel because there wasn't that much to do, honestly. And I, I made it to trains and I tried building some trains and I, you know, I, I was not building a very robust train network because I was low on steel still because it takes forever to get more steel. Uh, and I just tried to build like a simple one way rail from one point to another and just could not for the life of me get it to work. And there was just no, absolutely no explanation anywhere for that. So basically my main problem with the game is it doesn't tell you how to do anything and it doesn't even guide you the slightest bit towards being able to do most of those things. Early access, as you said, right? Yep. So we'll have to see if it they improve upon the tutorial or the or the uh, the explanations, the tool tips, maybe an in, in-game help section, right? Goes over the different areas. Yeah. So, yeah, in terms of gameplay, you know, it, it it just seems kind of shallow. You build up your resource to infinity. You, there's no reason not to just let it run for a while. I think I have six hours played and probably two hours of that is just letting it run at double speed. Um, yeah, you just kind of keep plopping down more buildings. You upgrade your roads because you have all this concrete, but you don't even it doesn't even tell you what upgrading roads does. It's pretty obvious once you do it that it makes the cars travel faster. But it doesn't tell you that anywhere. Yeah, and that um, actually, you know, that actually leads right into the balance as well, right? When you're yeah. when you're talking about that is when it comes to plopping down buildings, you know, I just opened the statistics window. They have a real nice t- t- statistics window. You can actually move your workers o- around to adjust and optimize it. But I tend to just keep them all at 100%. If something's red, I build one more of it. And if that causes something else to go red, I build one more of that. And if something else goes right, I build one more of that. You know, I just I always build just enough to keep everything satisfied. And it doesn't take that much effort. And it updates almost instantly with the demand. So um, it's not that hard to keep it everything happy. 
Yeah, except um, I tried to get clever and build like two distinct habitats, one that was more focused on producing technology and one that was more focused on producing like the goods that my habitats needed. And it has it has districts available like you can set different areas you can set apparently export rules between them. But again, doesn't explain how those export rules work. So I broke things a couple times trying to sort through those. And the statistics does not, like, as far as I could find, there's no way to split your statistics by district. So it didn't do me any good to build these two separate districts because I can't see my overall production statistics for each one individually. It's just a total. And then I was happy to unlock pipes because I thought it would really help me dealing with oxygen and water, not having them go by road. And I connected everything with pipes and I discovered that you got a one third penalty to productivity when things are connected. And I didn't, but you know, there was no significant indication that I actually had to click into an oxygen or water providing building to see that uh, because the way that I realized that something was going wrong because a bunch of my habitats were shrinking because they weren't getting enough oxygen or water. So, and then in terms of controls, um, I wasn't thrilled with the controls. There are a lot of windows. So there are a lot of buttons on the left of the screen that open up a window. And the only way it seems to close those windows is to click that same button again. You know, we're always all for you get into windows the same way you come out. If you press one button twice, you should open and then close the window. That's great. But the escape button is a really useful key on the keyboard. It's usually used for clearing whatever's in your window. And it does not work with most of those uh, little side screens. There are some things that it does work with. If you're like building, if you're doing a road replace, something like that, and you press escape, it gets out of it. So there's just enough usage of escape that you keep trying to press it all the time to clear your window and get back to your default game state. But it doesn't always work, and it's very frustrating. Yep, that's that was my number one grievance as well. Is why can't I hit Q or Escape? Right, I'm used to Q because that's Factorio for basically closing out any window. Um, but it, the one that gets me every time is the production st- statistics because I'll open it up and maybe and I just use my left hand to reach up and hit Escape and it doesn't close. And yep. I end up hitting it like several times. Like, why isn't it working? And before I'm like, oh yeah, it doesn't actually do anything. So I end up. Uh, all right where's my mouse at all right click it close it but you know escape should be as as we said universal across all games for clearing whatever action you're trying to do or whatever windows open so it's a basic thing but outside of that minor annoyance for me uh i thought the controls were you know satisfactory so not yeah, in the game. another <laughs> another note there is that uh it it yells at you if there's a building collision but it still lets you build most of the time. So I would like accidentally click on a to build a road in the middle of another building and the road would be there and it would have this big, ugly red thing on my screen. And I would try to go in and remove that road. And of course, it would remove the building that I put the road under instead of the road. And then uh, when you remove a building, it only gives you back half the resources you paid for it. <laughs> Which, you know, resources are infinite, so it's not that big of a deal, but also resources are infinite. So why wouldn't you just give back all the resources? Especially if you built it within X amount of time, just give it back. Yeah, very (laughs) frustrating. I I had noticed with the building collisions, I was trying to connect to two rows of uh, uh, power poles and I placed the power pole and it 
placed two power poles on the same tile and threw up a, a collision error on the screen. I'm like, why did it just connect the wires? Why did it try to build a second power pole? Yeah, <laughs> and don't ridiculous. get me started on trying to connect power grids and deal with <laughs> power substations and power poles and connecting your solar panels and uh, wind turbines. It's just, it it's not, that, that is part of the game needs some tweaking before they go to full release. Yeah, I'm used to other games where your uh, wind turbines connect to each other, your solar panels to connect to each other. I think it's what DSP does that, right? Yeah. And it's like, wait a second, I could have power poles to connect all these in between now too? Yeah, and then half the time if you try to put a power pole down by another power pole, it just doesn't connect to that one. <laughs> and no. I feel like the the power substations almost never connect to anything. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that too. It just it just doesn't do it. It's yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know if and they then, have I don't know if they have plans down the road for switches or some type of like there's a reason that didn't auto connect to the whatever available poles are. Like maybe they have a plan down the road for something, but it should automatically connect and just like Factorio, right? Where you can yep. where you can D D select the poles you don't want to be connected. But yeah, and there was one point at which I reloaded after I'd put down a power substation and there was like there was a disconnected power pole in the same area as the power substation that was connected to my grid. And when I closed and reloaded the game, all the buildings that were within reach of the power pole, but also the power substation decided they had no power because they were just looking at the power pole. I probably need to report that as a bug to programmers. But definitely, uh, you know, this is a game in early access that's showing it's got some growing pains to go through and still very much early access. Yeah. yeah. In terms of the weight, you know, I, I'm a major proponent of lightweight games. I enjoy DSP a lot. I'm not sure how much I'm going to like the combat system in it. Um, I, I like to not have too much crazy pressure, but this might take it a little too far especially since it does have some challenge involved in trying to figure out what the hell everything does uh, in a not very enjoyable way. Some games like challenge you to figure out their systems, but this game just challenges you to actually understand anything about it. Yeah, there's a difference between giving you some basic functionality for that part or building or whatever, right? And then there's another thing just completely keeping you in the dark with what it does. So, yeah. And you know, I talked about this earlier. This is definitely more city builder than automation or factory game. The automation is pretty shallow on it. You know, there's no buildings build instantly. There's no resource caps. The veins are there's no vein de depletion. The logistics are entirely automated. Obviously you can set up some you can do districts if you want. I in the ten hours I played, I never found a need for districts. I just like the game just manages everything and it worked. And yeah, I, I tried to go out of my way to need districts and the game kind of punished me for it. Got me yeah. more difficult. So I'd like to see a little bit more to it. Maybe some type of vein de- de- depletion or, you know, you're on Mars. Maybe there's something like meteors or something that you have to protect against or, you know, give give something to the game right right now it's there's there's nothing the biggest punishment you get is 
maybe you break something temporarily or disconnect the power grid or your one of your halves loses a level but it's just wait five minutes and it'll come right back you know there's not there's nothing really you know it's as far as i'm concerned it's 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 a sandbox right right now you know maybe they have plans for it down the road obviously but um when it comes to a wait very simple game yep and then as far as a replayability um from what i could tell the map is procedurally generated there's really not much to it though it's just a scattering of resources and yeah it seems to have certain like general barriers between you and certain other resources but it's not the same every time and i did notice there is an edge of the map so it looks like it goes on for a long ways but there is invisible fences that are there so the build area is limited not in infinite in all directions um i did see their steam workshop is hooked into it um i'm a big fan of steam workshop makes modding games managing and installing mods very easy uh and there seems to be a few mods up there for infraspace most of them centered around quality of life but the, the the one that piqued my interest the most was uh a mod that'll automatically tweak your um the productivity levels so if you have one building that's way overproducing, it'll automatically pull that down to boost another building that's underproducing. Hmm, nice. So I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah. So I, because I spent a lot of time just letting it run and often building more habitats along the way, I rarely found myself in a worker crunch. I guess I did early on. I found myself in a worker crunch sometimes, but after I let it run for a while, I, I did not nearly as much. And then overall, what are your 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 final impressions on the game. Yeah, I'd say this one needs some more time in the oven. Um, I'm not super impressed. I don't know how the game's going to end up, but I can't say I really recommend it the way it is at the moment. Um, well, we'll keep following it for sure, but it's, it's not really my cup of tea. If I want to, I want a city builder, I'll play city skylines or something like that. And if I want a factory game, I'll play any of the other factory games not this one how about you yeah i'm in the i'm in the same uh same line of thought as you on that one it's definitely a chill city builder you know there's not much to it if you want and i think i said this early on for for even as a city builder i don't think it's it's not a good city builder it's not a good factory game together it's a fun game for for getting elements from both but if you're looking for one style or the other, I don't think it does either of them per particularly well. And that could just be the, uh, you know, still early in development on it. They're still adding a bunch, obviously. Just all the terraforming update come down. Um, so I'm with you. Leave it in the oven for a little bit longer. Just like Junk Punk, right? You know, that yep. was one that had a lot of promise. I think the way this game is, bringing more city builder elements to it is nice but it's definitely uh needs some more work needs a lot more depth added to the game a lot more challenge just you know i i like a little bit more challenge and this just didn't do it for me yet so looking forward to see to seeing how that 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 comes about one thing i didn't quite get to i just couldn't bring myself to play long enough to um did you do anything with repairing the spaceship i did not no yeah that was another thing that bothered me a little bit is like it sort of introduces it as like you crash land on Mars or this planet and you're trying to repair your spaceship to leave. But then all these other people are like coming and landing to join your settlement. I don't know if that was a little weird. Maybe I misunderstood the story a little bit. 
but certainly not the strong point, especially yeah. coming from Atrio. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So where do we find Infraspace? Yeah, so Infraspace, uh, from what I saw, was on Steam, GOG. It's on Humble Bundle as well. Uh, they do have an official website, infraspace.dianicsoftware.com. And they have a Discord and an online forum. So go ahead and check it out and uh, let us know what you think in our Discord. If you uh, uh, agree with us or if we're a bunch of crazy. So This game is $25 currently yep 25 is the retail and i saw on steam db the lowest ever is 20 percent off during the sale yeah so. I, th- I think we got a 20 percent off a little while ago well after a game review like that i could use a drink what do you have in your glass chris i am Polishing off the last of the celebrations that we have. Bought a 24-pack of them when they came out, and while it's one of my favorite beers, it's time to send it off. What about you? What are you drinking? Uh, I decided to go with a White Russian this time around. Uh, Classic drink. Uh, Some Kahlua, some vodka, some cream. It's uh, popularized by a a certain movie. The Big Lebowski, right? Yep. But an excellent all-around drink. I was going to ask if you have your bathrobe on, but, you know. You, you don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I considered either the celebration or digging into some of the limoncello we made this past year. Yum. We, we uh, bottled it and probably peeled around 15 pounds of lemons. Just the, just the very oh. outside layer and put a handle of Tito's vodka you know that's my limoncello recipe and uh, i assume those weren't all from your lemon tree they were wow <laughs> yep and that's all nice arizona lemons i think it's a meyer lemon but uh Very nice yeah it's uh, so good it, <laughs> it's like thick now like syrup almost how Ooh. you know but it's it's very powerful um very powerful stuff so we're gonna dilute it down when we actually go to to to, to drink it because it's a little bit in your face but it's so good. I mean, and then we actually did another batch. We did two batches. We did one with the Tito's vodka, and then I did another one with uh, Buffalo Trace's White Dog, the mm-hmm. mash bill number two or whatever. So, unaged whiskey. And, interesting. Uh, that one was interesting, you know, like uh, the tr- traditional vodka based one. And I don't even know if that's really traditional, but that's, uh, you know, that was definitely the preferred one. But I love the uniqueness of the. Of the white dog has the base, so it's pretty You'd cool. To give me a taste of those next time I'm out there, or when you come here. Yeah, absolutely, I think we can work something out. What else have you been playing lately? Yeah, so basically, from our last episode, I've been in a Factorio kick. So I've actually, in the last what about two weeks, I've built two different mega bases. Um, one was an island hopping one, and that was a lot of fun. But you need so much landfill just to get anything done. I actually had to go out and find a mod that would automatically add landfill underneath your blueprints when you I place them. See why that would be important? Because I was just wasting so much doing big blocks of landfill. Luckily, there's that mod. You just pick up the, the blueprint, tap on the icon in the corner, and automatically updates it and save yourself a lot of a lot of stone. Nice. 
What about you? What else have you been playing? Well, I was on vacation and I had my computer with me, but I didn't break it out much. Um, I mostly gamed on the Switch. I broke out an old favorite, uh, My Time at Porsche, which is almost an automation game, but not quite. Uh, more of a sort of Stardew Valley st- style game, but it's uh, a little a little buggy, a little awkward, but good fun. And the sequel to it is currently in early access, My Time at Sandrock. I'm looking forward to that coming out so I can get that on the Switch as well. Played a little bit of Vampire Survivors. Um, I like to pick it up every now and then. Just a, a quick mindless appetizer. And I've done a little bit of playing The Last Spell. It's another one that I picked up in early access and recently came out in 1.0. And I you know it's a it's fun, but it's a little bit tedious at times, so it's hard to play for long periods of time. Yeah, the Vampire Survivors is a uh... One that I've really been getting into. Uh, that's uh, one of my favorite games on the Switch. So that's oh, yeah. typically... I didn't think it was out on the Switch. No, I'm sorry. The Steam, I'm Deck? Sorry. Steam Deck? Steam Deck. There we go. I, how many, You've done how that many times before. have I done that? Oh, jeez. Yeah. But yeah. The... No, I, I, it, it would be really fun on the Switch. I, I was looking for it, but it is not out on the Switch. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to, to tease you with that. Thanks but... a lot. <laughs> but yes, it's only, uh, only available on windows as far as i know and steam type type system so but yeah i had a crazy playthrough last night where my guy got to like level 191 and killed 130,000 people in in one map yeah like that's crazy the craziest craziest i've gone yet so far the uh oh it's also on xbox it looks like yeah the uh, santa water and the lightning oh rings. yeah combined together just op yep i mean it was me of all of like oh yeah so good it's like it's like seventy five thousand dps or something did like 20 million damage in the map <laughs> it's like yeah this is maybe wow. a little overpowered yeah but but and then uh also did a little bit of tiny folks last night oh nice what'd you think interesting I'm I'm wondering how I'm going to get to the so I'm playing the regular mode the 45 days and I'm curious if I'm going to make it <laughs> I'm about halfway there and and I don't know how strong my team needs to be I didn't realize I get I kind of nerfed myself a little bit too I didn't realize that the uh that when your guys die that they that they 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 die <laughs> oh yeah there's no bringing them back it's like oh I I lost two of my five guys that last time and uh I gotta retrain, and you lose all their items and the artifacts they have equipped. Like, oops! So. Yeah, and they may have updated the difficulty since I played it, but I, I, I've thought similarly. But the power doesn't ramp up like it feels like there's a a bigger mid game ramp up in difficulty than end game. So, oh, is there? Okay, yeah. I was I was getting worried because I'm you'll get there. Yeah, I was struggling on uh like the uh, hard maps. That's where I yeah. lost the two guys. Once you break through to being able to do the hard maps with no trouble, you'll be in good shape. Okay. Yeah. All right. I could do medium maps pretty easy and, uh, yeah, been working on the hard, but I got about, I'm about halfway there. I think I'm on day 22 or something, 23. Yeah. Right at the midpoint. I think you'll make it. So I'm open. And then, uh, what else? I played a little bit of Val, of Valheim as well, just to check out some of the updates. The, might have talked about this on the last episode, but the guys at 8-Bit Brewing, or sorry, 8-Bit Ale Works, 8-Bit Brewing is a different brewery in California, but 8-Bit Ale Works, um, they uh, 
the one guy that runs the tap room and the brewmaster and all that they play they've been playing Val Valheim right. since it's now on Xbox Game Game Pass now. So and Valheim's doing it right. It's full blown crossplay. Like you on a PC can jump on and play with Xbox and vice versa and there's no no it no issue. So I wish all games would, would be like that, you know, if it's it, I just think it'd be better. Yeah, I mean, I I understand there are a lot of technical limitations that make it very difficult, but it is definitely preferable. Yeah, I've I've also been tinkering a little bit with uh, Scorchlands and Evo Space, both of which are early access uh, factory games. Um, I considered we, we we had sort of considered both of those for a review, but settled on Infraspace instead. No, those ones are interesting. I, I like Scorchlands. I'm not sure I love it. And Evo Space is possibly even worse than Infraspace in terms of tutorialization and explaining what's going on. So oh, geez. that one's a little tough to get into. So Gladdercat has a great video showing a lot of his early game stuff that helped me get somewhere. But I figured I, I would let that one bake a little longer, too, before I got any deeper into it. Yeah, and that one's been out for over th- uh, four years now, Evo Space. Yeah, I think they've been focusing more on content than uh, tutorialization for sure. Yeah, it's almost like uh, it looks handcrafted too. Is that right? Or, uh, I don't think so. Oh, Pretty it's, sure uh, the I'm world sorry. is. Yeah, it's fully moldable too. It looks like you can inform, can increase, d d decrease elevations and all that. I mean, it looks like a cool game. Yeah. For that for that long though, I wonder if that's like an independent d developer. You know, seems yeah. like. Uh, for four years. Yeah, this is their only game, Eva Space. So yeah. So is there any other games you've been or anything else you've been looking forward to lately? Not really. I'm kind of looking forward to playing something different to flush my brain of Infraspace. <laughs> wasn't that bad? No, it was not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm really. I thought about jumping back into the Tectonica demo to see what's new there. I don't. But don't. Are, have they actually updated it? They they did update the demo for sure. There's no activity on the demo lately. Yeah, so I, I didn't think they were updating the demo. I think they were. They showed it in a stream. Their updated beginning of the game. Yeah. So so one of the ones I'm most waiting for. Yeah. Just love the look and feel of it. And the way they integrate it and everything hooks together and yeah. very excited to play it. Especially with those updates, how it actually shows it stamping like a metal and making a gear out of it. You know? Yep. Like this looks sweet. So between that and the Unreal update for Satisfactory, that's I really want to see what Satisfactory is gonna look like. Like get into it and play it. And I'm curious how much of a how much that's gonna crush the the systems too when they switch over to Unreal 5. Thank you for joining us tonight and our game review with Infraspace. If you have any suggestions for us, please let us know. Feel free to join us on our Discord server to talk about automation and factory games, to yell at us for what we've talked about on the podcast or whatever you want. Or you can head over to our website, bottleneckgaming.com, and check out the game's database. We'll see you next time, and as always, the factory must grow.